Gavel to Gavel, the Oscar Pistorius trial on Oscar Extra. Before we start this morning, I just have just one issue that I want to deal with very quickly. This is day number five in this trial. And already I've had occasion on which I had to warn people in court, tell them how to behave. This is not something that I like to do, especially when I'm dealing with people who should know better. I'm talking to both the public as well as the media. From now onwards, if anyone is seen to misbehave or conduct himself or herself in a way that you shouldn't, you will be removed forcefully from this court and you will not get an opportunity to come back or even to go to the overflow. I just hope it, that won't have to happen. I just hope it won't have to happen. Because it will, it will be done. If you misbehave, you'll be chucked out. I hope everyone understands me. I've just been reminded, uh, the media asked for certain exhibits. The exhibits that are allowed are available. If you could just approach Suzette, she'll be able to assist you. Thank you. You're still under oath, doctor. I remember, thank you, my lady. Thank you very much. Yes, Mr. Roo. Thank you, my lady. <clears throat> doctor Stitt, no doubt that you know that it's really important that you remain objective in your evidence. Yes, I do. And no doubt you know that it would, that what you should not do is to tailor your evidence to accommodate the state's version. I do. I, I, I'm going to deal with some concerns that I have, and I don't want to put it any higher than that. And that is on some of the aspects. We know one thing, that, and I put that to you, that when you woke up that morning because of the shots, that there was some time delay before you heard the screaming. Not so. That's correct. There was some time delay. Yes, moments. Well, you say moments again. Do you want me to go through the process? What is your definition of moments? A few seconds I would regard as moments. Well, I will ask someone to put the cell phone stopwatch on if you want, and, but let me ask you the questions and we go through it. You wake up. You hear the shots. Now, you in bed, you must now realise those are gunshots, not so. That's step one. I thought they were gunshots, yeah. yes. I told then, my wife so. Then you have a conversation, short. You have a conversation with your wife. She wanted to know what it was. I, like I said before, I wouldn't call it a conversation. We exchanged thoughts about what it could be and in the process of that exchange I was in the motion of getting out of bed. But I understand that's time. That's not a few seconds, that's already time. Then she didn't want you to go. Well by the time we were at that point of discussion I was already on my feet beside the bed. Yeah, but it's time, it's not a moment. There's some time to it. She says, I don't want you to go. That in itself would not be a moment. That's a couple of seconds. That in itself. Well, like I said, the moment 
a couple yeah. of seconds. Yes, it's about the same. And then you go out to the balcony. That's right. Yeah. So when I'm saying moments would be, with respect, an exaggeration. I wouldn't say it's an exaggeration. Yes. Understand. Let's get to the second point. You give evidence, you gave it yesterday, to say what you heard in respect of the screaming was three or four times extremely fearful, severe emotional anguish, almost scared out of her mind. That's what it sounded like, correct? Yes. I read it again. Three or four times extremely fearly, fearful, severe emotional anguish, almost scared out of her mind. That was your evidence. That's correct. I don't have to deal with you on your statements, doctor. You are a radiologist. You know exactly what's in your statements to the police, the first and second statement, not so. That's correct. Yes. In your statements, and I take your first statement, for instance, it talks about two or three screams. That's correct. Um, I object. It would only be fair if uh, the witness is given the opportunity to consult his statement if he's been cross-examined from it. I think that's how it's, it's done, Mr. Roo. I thought because I asked him that he's aware of his statement, I'll do it. Mr. Stipp, uh, I'll ask the state to take out both statements. I'll do it. Because I thought that you said that you know what's in your statements and so on. Well, uh, we, we don't know. He, I, may, he I, may know what's in his statement. It's not intended statement. to prove the whole statement. It's just certain aspects. But, but yeah. it makes no difference. I'll okay. That would then be, my lady, Exhibit P for the first statement. My lady, if the court would bear with me, we don't have copies because I didn't plan to go to the statements, but it's, it's really a short sentence that I will read out to him. I'm, I'm not sure I should allow that. My lady, in that case, that we would just need time then to make a photocopy. I can maybe go to different questions in the meantime. Yes, I, I And just get the I two statements so. and ask the clerk here to make copies. <coughs> Seat, that copy should be made, and you're rightly entitled to have that before you, my lady. Mr. Stipp, as a matter of interest, can you remember what you said in your statement, your first statement about the screams? Um, I don't remember word for word. Um, I do remember that um, the number three was there, so I heard at least three screams. It could be more, maybe it could have been slightly less. Do you say you? can remember that you heard at least three screams. Yes. You would not have said two to three. Well, I would need my statement just to verify. But yes. two to three would still mean three also. Yeah. Assuming for the moment, we're coming back to it, if it was two to three, what is significant, I want to put to you, that a two to three would become from two to three screams to three to four very emotional screams. It increases. That's all I put to you. I made the first statement at my place of work in between patients, meaning that I was actually pressed for time. Yes. So that's why my first statement I also think is much shorter and maybe has less facts in it than my second statement, which was done at my house in the company of um, Captain and Mike van Aert. Can you remember yourself saying in your second statement that it could be more than three? Or don't you remember? Um, I think my second statement, 
I also mentioned the number three. So let's go to the third point. I'm dealing with the bathroom lights. In, my understanding in your statement is that you saw, and we'll get to it in your evidence, there was a screaming. Then you looked at a house to the right after the screaming. You saw that all the lights were on. You looked at the house to the left of that house, which we know is Mr. Pistorius' house, and you saw that the bathroom light was on. Would that be correct? That's what I said, yes. However, in your evidence later on, you, what you first saw, and I know it's part of the state's case to have the light on as soon as possible. That I can tell you. So what you first saw is this. I, I saw the lights on the house to the right, all the lights on, and also the bathroom light. And we know you refer now to Mr. Pesosa. And then the screaming started. That's correct. So I went outside on the patio. I walked to the side, to the railing, looked out, saw the lights, heard the screaming. We'll go to your statement. And in the beginning of your evidence, in the beginning of your evidence, which I may say is in accordance with your statements that we'll get to, you said something else. You said, I heard the woman screaming. I tried to ascertain. Are you, are you reading from the statement now? No, my lady. No. It's evidence. No, I wouldn't do it now, my lady, until it, the statement would come. Okay. It would be wrong of me. All right. I wanted to ascertain from plus minus where the screams were coming from. And then you go to the process of looking. Well, it is a simultaneous events. I mean, nothing happens in episodes. Everything happens at once. So you walk out, you see lights, you hear screaming, you look. While you hear, while you see, you also look. So everything happens at once. Okay. To try and say ascertain first, then listened, or first listened, then ascertained, is really uh, not it, accurate. It is, Doctor. It is. And we just need an objective and as accurate as possible a reflection. So what I'm saying to you, and we'll get to the statements, what I'm saying to you, that your evidence that you first saw the lights on and then the screaming would not accord with what you said earlier. And it could not have been simultaneous because you said you heard the screaming and then you wanted to see where the screaming was coming from. Not as you stated that you looked at the lights and then the screaming. The way I put it was to inform the court of my process of thinking, not yes. to my actions at that moment, because my actions were actually all those processes in one. So you must remember, I'm a radiologist, so I look at an image. While I'm looking at that image, I'm talking. I'm talking, I'm looking, I'm seeing. It all happens at once. I'm trying to do that. But it would have been easy to say that right in the beginning, Doctor. It I would wanted, have been easy. I'm sorry, Mary. I wanted to be quite clear about what was happening, so I can't 
say everything at once. It wouldn't make sense. Doctor, I've put it to you. We'll argue later that it's, there's a contradiction there, but I'll come back to it once I have your statement. Tell me about the last screaming that you heard from a man. When was that? That sounded to me like it was intermingled with the female voice screaming. I'm, I'm talking about the help, help, help screaming. That occurred when I finished talking to the gods. As I was talking to the gods, I was moving around. When I finished speaking to the gods, I found myself again outside on the patio. How many times did you phone the security? Twice. My understanding is that the first time you could not get through and the second time you spoke to them. That's right. Are you sure that the first time you did not get through? Yes, I am. Are you sure that you spoke to them the second time? Yes, I am. And are you sure that it was after speaking to them the second time that you heard the screaming? Yes, that's right. The state made available to us, and I won't refer to your telephone number, Doctor, we have that. I won't make that mistake again. But the state made available to us the records to the security so that we can see it. The first call you could not get through, it's null. We have the record. By the state, it's not ours. I, I, I apologize, the first call you did speak to them. The second call, there was no answer. On the, on the state's documents. Well, that is that. not correct, because I phoned security. If I spoke to them and they answered, I would not have phoned the other two numbers trying to get help, yeah. which I did. I'm putting something to you, but because the records will be before calls through the state. We have them. The state has a copy. The first call is null seconds. You could not get uh, 16 seconds. The second call, it says no answer. I phoned security um, guards, and there was no answer. Then I proceeded to call 10111 because there were no answer the first time. After that, I also called another number, an 082 number. I couldn't really remember what their um, emergency number was. And when that didn't work out, I phoned security again. And that time, they answered. And we, then we you have, had we the, have the conversation. We have to call so we work it out exactly. I'll take you to the next point there. That call was... You, you heard the help, help, help after speaking on your version to security. No. Uh, sorry, sorry. Yes, that's correct. And you said they were on their way to the, your house, but before they arrived, you heard the help, help, help. It was shortly after I finished speaking to them yes. that I heard the help, help, help. We know what time you spoke. I did not spoke, you made the call that we have. It's 3.27 and 14 seconds. Would that more or less make sense? Um, it, I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the, the times. At that time, when you would have, according to you, because you heard the help, 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 
it must then be after 327 because it's after that call you say well if that was the time of the call then it was after that call yes we have the call to netcare by mr stander you were with him when he made the call from oscar's house yes yes that's 328 well, I have to go and look at yes. the, the, the phone logs because yeah. I also phoned the Volkmet emergency care while he was on the phone. So I'm sure I could be able to get my own phone log to see what my phone said at the of time course. of the call was. No, of course, Doctor. The, um, now you're at Mr. Pistorius's house. You walk in, you spoke to a female person, and what is it that you observed as you walked in? As I walked in, uh, Reva, as I found out later, was lying on her back on the floor, and Oscar, as I also learned later, was kneeling by her side, and he was um, trying to open the airway and trying to, uh, I think, stop bleeding from her right thigh wound. And he, he instructs me that when you told him that you were a doctor, what he desperately wanted from you is that you must help her. Yes, that's correct. And that's when you went through the process. That's correct. Now, I want to deal with the state's version, that, the way I understand it from yesterday. There may be two. The first one would be in the further particulars, you're not part of that, but we have a process that we can ask the state to give us certain detail about the case for purposes of, of understanding what the state's case is. And it is this, in relation to at paragraphs 5.25.3 and 5.5. Before I get there, I'm sorry. Let me ask you this first. You heard shots there after whatever time, short time period. You heard screams, whether now two to three or three to four, not important for present purposes. Then screams, those screams consisted of two things, a woman screaming and a man screaming. Would that be correct as far? Uh, the two to three, three to four screams consisted of a woman screaming most of the time and then maybe once or twice intermingled with that, a man's voice. Yes. Also so it's a woman screaming. screaming and a man in that process. Yes, yes. And then, in relation to the screaming from there on? Well, then I obviously thought that I should get help and I went back inside the house to my, to my phone. If I take the loudness of the screaming that you heard. Would you have heard it in the house as well with the open doors? Or was it something that you could only hear when you're standing on the balcony? Well, I went back inside the house to phone um, and I was on the phone ringing in my ear. If there were any more screams, I would probably would not have heard it. And when you heard the shots, the boom, well, I don't know if it's boom, boom, or boom, boom, boom. We'll get back to that. Did you hear any screaming? I heard the boom, boom, boom. I didn't hear any screaming after that, no. 
that you hear at the same time as the, let's call them shots for the moment. We will submit that to the court and through the evidence that those were not shots. It was a cricket bat. Doesn't matter. Let's call them just for present purposes, second shots. Second noise. During that noise, immediately before and during that, any screams? Immediately before, I did not hear screams because I was on the phone. I used my left ear when I call. I was standing near the open door, which is also to my left. So I probably had compromised hearing at that stage. I understand that it's important. You were standing near the open door. That's right. Yes. You did not hear immediately before, and I understand you try to get through because you phone now, you try to phone security, and then 10111. When you try to phone security, I mean, this, you didn't get through. Did you hear screams then? I did not hear screams then. When you phoned 10111, if I'm not mistaken, you did not get through to them. It sounded like the number was out of order. Yes. So you did not get through to them. So it's not that you were talking on the phone? No, no, I wasn't. You're standing near the open door. You're not talking on the phone. You, it sounded like it's a number out of order. Did you hear blood-curdling screams? Not at that moment, no. Loud blood-curdling screams? No, I didn't. Immediately after the shots, did you still hear a scream for a little while, moments? No, I did not. But then, about, <clears throat> we know the time, about 10 minutes later, you heard help, help, help. I'm not sure if it's 10 minutes or what the time frame was, but definitely after the second round of shots, and after speaking to security, I heard help, help, yeah. help. Time frame, I'm sorry. Yes. I looked at the further particulars that I referred to, and I want to ask you about this. It is at paragraph 5.2, 5.3, and 5.5. It says in paragraph 3, Johan Stipp and Annette Stipp heard shots, followed by screams of a woman and then further shots. The screams were extinguished at the time of the last shots. That you did not hear. I heard screaming, then I went inside the house. I did not hear any screams while I was inside the house, except for the shots. While I was asking you this, Mrs. Berger gave evidence, and Mr. Johnson, and both of them testified to the effect that immediate before the 317, so we all know we're talking about the second noises, shots, whatever you want to call it, the second noises. They heard blood-curdling, fearful screaming, and that carried on during the time of the shots and faded away after the shots. And they were about double the distance from your house, if not more. 
in fact, more. So what I'm trying to find out from you, you're not speaking to anyone on the telephone. You have the telephone, but you're standing near the open door. And my impression was that if it's correct what they're saying, and they said it was so loud that they could clearly hear it, they could hear the emotions in the voice, then you should and would have heard it if the screams were there. That's what I put in. I was on the phone. I wasn't talking on the phone, but there were sounds over the loudspeaker of the phone. Yes. Dialing tones, stuff like that. But it, it's maybe a step more than that, Doctor. They could even hear it during the shots. And you heard the shots. I did. I did not hear any screaming while I was yes. in the house, why that would be. I was concentrating on getting help too intensely and shut off any screams I may have heard. Doctor, the movement in the bathroom. And let me immediately put it to you. I'm not disagreeing what you saw there. I was trying to see from what perspective you would have seen this movement. And I was looking at the notes last night. Did you see the window from the right or the left side? Because there was a tree, can you remember? The bathroom window. Because it was somehow obscure. Yes, I do. And so what, what was the question? The right when you looked the at the window, the bathroom window, yes. it would have a left and a right side. Which side did you see? On the right side. And I've looked at photos to see the top part, the one-third top part, that would be the part that was visible to you, more or less. I remember actually seeing more of the window because my point of view was not the same as the photo that was shown to the court. I accept that. I'm just trying to see, following your answers of yesterday, that you see the top part, did you see through the top part or the bottom part on the I house? saw the top half of the window and the left third part of the window I could see from top to bottom. You could see the left side, not from the right. Maybe you can show me the photo again. I can well, point it, it out to you. I, I can do that. I think that would help. I think it's 9.38. Let me just find that. There's nothing serious turns on this, Doctor. I'm trying just to find out what your view was, because I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, I understand. I yeah, just I'm not disagreeing clear. with you. Yes. I'm just trying to see, because if you'd seen the left side, it would make good sense to me, because that window was open. The frosted glass would not have played a part. However, if you had seen the right side, that's frosted, and it would be difficult for me to understand. And that's the only reason why I'm asking. Not because I'm telling you it's not so. Well, I saw the movement in the right-hand side, or, or the right window, the, the window that consists of three smaller windows. I saw the movement in that part of the window. I gather it's a bathroom window. So the movement I saw was in a bathroom window going from right to left. Yeah. We also have no difficulty because we know Mr. Mistorius when he came back from opening the door at the bottom, he moved indeed from right to left in the bathroom. That we know. And we know he did not have a shirt on, so that would accord with what you saw. I was just trying to see from which side you saw it, because it's through the frosted glass, it would not make sense. But if it's through the open window, part on the left, that would make good sense. Uh, we'll just try to get the photo that you can show us. It was photo 938. 
I think the one just before that, maybe 936, showed it better. I'm just going to go to that as well. Oh, no, that's mine. That's your house. Uh, 939. 939, perhaps? Yes, that's the one. Okay, if you can show that photo to assist us. So, one can see that there's two sets of frosted glass, the toilet and the bathroom. And from my point of view, I could see the top half of the right-sided two window panes. Well, I see the arrows now on the left side. It must yeah. go to the right side. Yes. If you could just ask someone to take the arrow to the right side. Yeah, so those two panes, I could see the top half. And then the left-sided pane, I could see the top and the bottom. So I could see the whole pane. So you can see the to left top and yeah, the window on the left? Yes, that's one there. Uh, maybe the sh I, I'm not sure what you said. Is the pane. The person could just... The window pane on the left, there are three panes. Is the that the one that's now the circle left. around? No. Where my finger is. Is it that where it's now? Yes. That would so make sense, Doctor. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to understand, because that window was open. So you could see that window. Yes, and others, as I said. Could you see at the time if the window was open? It didn't strike me as, as open. Yes, we have, we have photos taken, you know, immediately after the scene. Uh, can you remember or not? No, I don't remember the, the window being open. Can you remember if it was closed or just can't you remember? I just saw the windows. Yes. If they were open or closed, you don't know. they did not strike me. That's either way. The 21st of February, there were indeed tests done. And part of the test was a woman screaming as loud. It is this here now, as loud as she could. Did you hear that? I heard voices, uh, loud voices. And I actually went outside to talk to the dog so they might stop barking and I heard voices coming from the vicinity of Oscar's house. There's, it sounded like the voices were arguing. Did you hear a woman screaming? I did not hear anyone scream. Did you hear a woman's voice? I heard a man's voice and I did hear another voice but I couldn't say it was male or female. Now Dr. Let's and I'm, I can only try to do it because it's the state's version that I understand from what was submitted by the state yesterday during an objection. We have the first sounds, and I'm, I'm going to refer them as sounds or noises because we, there's some dispute about it. When you heard those sounds, you did not hear screaming. Not immediately after the three yeah. sounds, I no. did not hear screaming. I'll take you step by step. With the sounds, you did not hear screaming. Not, not with yes. the sounds, no. Then shortly, whatever short time span it might be, we've gone through that. Then you heard a woman screaming, however how many times, two, three or four, on whatever version, we'll come back to that. That's not the point now. I don't bind you to that. You hear a woman screaming, and... I think directly after that, a man screaming, if I understand. It was intermingled. Oh, intermingled. I accept that for the moment. You had a woman screaming and a man screaming. 
That's correct. Now, I don't know, but I'm trying to work out according to the state's case. What would have caused those noises? I'm going to assume, and, and you must excuse me that I do it, and let's deal with that as best as we can, because I need to take you through that evidence to understand it. Let's assume that was a cricket bat hitting a door so hard that you can hear it three times that sounded to you like gunshots. Let's assume that. Then we know there must have been, if that's the state's version, there must be a reason to hit the door. Not so. It follows, yes. And we know there's only one door that was damaged, so it must be the toilet door. That's the only damaged door. That's correct. I'm, I'm, I'm working, unfortunately, with assumptions, so, but I've made that clear. I'm trying to understand the state's case. And then I'll come back to the case of Mr. Pistorius. So what we have in this picture, we have, must have then on the likelihood, the deceased inside the toilet with the door locked, otherwise closed, otherwise there's no reason to hit it. And we have the accused Mr. Pistorius in the bathroom itself. You understand that picture? I follow. He hits that door, but we know from your evidence that as he's hitting the door, you don't hear screaming. That's correct. Then, shortly after that, you hear a woman scream in fear. That's correct. What we do know, that she must have been in the toilet. And we know that the toilet window was closed. On the state's version. That's correct. An accused must be outside the toilet, where we say to you the window was open. That's correct. So I can understand... He screams. But what I will put to you in the defense case, that when someone is in that toilet, it's a closed, confined space with a closed window and a closed door, you would not hear a woman screaming, and in any event, not so distinct, in any event, that you can make out emotion. If she was inside the toilet. I can only testify to what I heard. Yes. I understand that, Doctor. It's a bit unfair, but I have to work through you. Yes, just give me one minute, please. I'm sorry, my lady. I didn't. <coughs> Can you just go back again and ask the question that you asked? <coughs> Was there a difficulty, my lady? Is, is she ready? Yes, Mr. Roo. Thank you, my lady. Mm. The last thing I think we have on record is she had the woman scream in fear. My lady, I would just for safety's sake, just go back to the last Thank questions. You. Maybe there's some overlapping. Thank Doctor, you. Doctor, if you will allow me. We're not sure what was being recorded or not. Of course. I'm sorry about that. So let me take you back. Uh, we know that there was screaming, since that was the last part, coming from a man and a woman. And yes, intermingled. As you, as you used the words, it sounded like a woman. I, I use your exact words. That's correct. Yeah. And the other one sounded like a man, or was it a man? Or sounded like a man? It sounded like a man. Yes. 
And now I'm trying to understand it's then you don't hear anything. For whatever reason. It's quiet. Or you don't hear anything, any more screaming. It's because I was inside the room. Well phoning. Doctor, maybe because you were inside the room. Maybe because there was no screaming. That's one of the two. One of the two. Yeah. We dealt with that. And then we hear uh, taking your statement into account, either two or three sounds again resembling gunshots. That's correct. That would be correct. And what we also know, in that time, you did not hear immediately before during blood-curdling screams. That's correct. So, was, on, on your version, it tells me, see if it accords with logic inferences that assuming that the deceased was in the toilet that and assuming that she was then fearful in the toilet that there was enough time that's all I say to open a toilet window to screen on the time space that you give to me I follow you there was enough time on, on you were there on your time duration it's not that there was no time for it to open a window a window in the toilet well, I, I, I can't say. Well, you can, because you can work out the time. We, we all have opened windows in our days. Unless it's a locked window, I'm talking in general. Unless it's a locked window, you, the person that would know the time span, going back in the house, standing near the door, making two calls. Not successful, you say, but making two calls. That, is, that would give enough time to open a window. I suspect a reasonable person would open a window, but if she was in fear for life and screaming, who knows what is going through her head? Doctor, I'm not asking about the emotions now. I'm asking something else. I'm asking about time. And of course you can go back and be assisting and bringing in emotions, but I'm asking something objective. I'm not saying there would not be emotions. I'm not saying there would not be illogical conduct. That's not what I'm saying. My question is really plain. On the time duration that you know, there would have been enough time to open the window. There could have been enough yes. time. There, if you threatened and someone hits the door with a bat, not shooting you, you have time to move to the safest part in the toilet, behind the wall, for instance, and not stand in front of the door. I'm just talking time. It sounds logical. Yes. But at what point in time did the Mr. Pistorius tell you about the, that he thought it was a burglar? As I knelt beside Reva, he told me that he had shot her and that he thought it was a burglar. Because I asked him about it, he says that he, he's not saying it's not so. He says he has no memory telling you that, but he can remember that he desperately wanted you to help the deceased. And he was trying to help, and he, when he heard you were a doctor, he desperately wanted you to help her and save her. Well, he was quite upset. I'm not really surprised that yeah. his recall may not be 100%.
Now, let us look at your statements, Doctor. I see it's available, my lady. I first want you to look at the first and second statement, and I want you to identify that your signature and that it contains, in fact, or both of them contain, in fact, what you had told whoever the person was that took the statement from you. These are my statements. The first statement, my lady, is the one dated 15 February 2013. If that could be... Maybe we should, subject to what you say, my lady, give them the same numbers like P1 and P2. That would then be P1. And the second statement is the one dated 18 March 2013, if we may mark that as P2. If you go to the fourth paragraph... Just, just give me one minute. Oh, it's at the back. Thank you. I've marked them so. Thank you, my lady. Exhibit P1 and Exhibit P2. Dr. Step, those statements, both of them reflect what you had told the person who took the statement from you, or persons. That's correct. And at the time when you signed it, you were satisfied that they correctly reflect what you had told them? That's correct, yes. So if I ask you to go to the first statement, it was just in that one point that I wanted to bring to your attention. It's paragraph three. It says, it deals with about a time, three o'clock in the morning. I know it's approximately. And it speaks of three shots. You see that? Yes, I do. Then it says, I was on the balcony in my room when I heard a woman screaming, two or three yells or screams. That be correct? Yes, that's what I said. And that's all you said. Let's go to the next statement about that. It is paragraph five. You turn the page over. It says, I again heard two or three shots. You see that part? Yes, I do. I'm sorry, it's paragraph three, in fact, Doctor. It's paragraph three. where you say, I heard a woman screaming. There were about three screams. That's correct. Those are your statements that correctly reflect what you at the time had experienced. That's correct, yes. Where you say, in the last part of paragraph five, that you phoned security and they answered. You see that? Yes, I do. And that you spoke to them and that you told them there was a shooting in the estate. That's correct. Then you go to paragraph six and say, shortly before the security officials arrived at your home, you heard a male person screaming, help, help, help. That's correct. If you go to the Second statement. Aren't second. We, aren't we dealing with Exhibit P2? P2, my lady. Yes. P2. I'm sorry. That's not what second you're statement. To. P2. Okay. 
be to my lady for the record purposes. It says then, that's one thing that I want to ask you that I did not understand for no, no other reason. The windows were closed. What, what did that refer to? Uh, paragraph. Two of exhibit P2, meaning your second statement. The window on my wife's side, the um, balcony, the door was open. The balcony door where I went out was slightly ajar. You saw the door, uh, the, um, the, the, the chair that was keeping the door open. What happens is that during the night, the wind closes it. So if I remember correctly, the door was still out open by the chair, but not totally. My recollection obviously was that the door was closed because they had to push it open. Well, what you say that you, your recollection is that the door was closed. But well, you I had to now, push it open back, and thinking back, it must have, I must have thought it was closed. Yes. If you said that looking at a house to the right, that all the lights were on, what is it that you meant by that? By saying all the lights were on. It was the house to the right of Oscar's house, and it seemed to me that all the inside lights were actually on. It, well, most of them appeared like they were on. Switch that on. The, that the house to the right of Oscar's house? That's right. It's the neighbours. And I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the last part. You said all the inside lights appeared to be on. It, it appeared, yes. There were quite a lot of lights on there, yeah. That's what I wanted to come to, do, to the inside lights specifically. <coughs> they appeared to be on. They did, yes. yes. Now, Doctor, let's deal <coughs> with another version. It is that by Mr. Pistorius that he fired shots, four shots, in quick succession. Not time, really a time delay between them. Short, very short, but you can call it four shots fired. The three shots that you heard, because we know you were sleeping, you wake up and you hear three, that would accord with quick succession. Not it, so. It would, yes. Then we know that you heard screaming that sounded like a woman. That's correct. That's another debate that we will get to. I've put that to you already, that you were screaming was Mr. Pistorius. You can say it sounded to you like a woman. That's correct. I've dealt with the other version that she must have been in the toilet on the state's case inside. Then you... Not then, but you also heard a man screaming. Intermingled with yes. the women's. That's correct. Then you heard one of two things. You either heard boom, boom, whatever time delay. I think it's very unfair to ask you whatever the interval was, or you could have heard three noises. That's we correct. went through that yesterday. 
But by that time, you were awake. It's not that you woke up to that. That's correct. Because it is the accused version that what you should have heard was, to the best of his memory, three noises. When you say two to three, that's fine. I'm with you. That would accord as far, not so. With what you heard. I heard three noises. Yes. You can't say those were cricket bats, caused by a cricket bat, or was caused by a fire. I was under the impression at that stage that because it sounded quite a lot like the first sounds, it may be, in fact, gunshots. Yes. So I told my wife to get out of the way. Yes, I understand that. I, I fully understand that, that it would resemble that. But you understand the difficulty the state has told us now that it's common cause that only four shots were fired. And according to the state's case, it was on the last occasion. According to the case of Mr. Pistorius, it was on the first occasion. But they sounded more or less the same. I follow you. Is that correct? They sounded more or less the same. They did. The only difference is that on the second occasion, you may have heard less shots than on the first occasion. Well, I heard three shots initially, or three bangs, and then again three. I will repeat my question, Doctor. The only difference is on the second occasion, you may have heard less shots than the first occasion. It sounded the same to me, same amount of shots. And I go through it again? You can, but that's what I heard. I understand. Let's see what you heard. First time, distinctly, you woke up, understand that you could have missed a shot, three shots. The second time, two or three. You're not sure. You can't say three. You're in two statements where you were given the, opportun given the opportunity. And I asked you yesterday about it, you conceded that. You could only get yourself to say about two to three. You can't say as a certainty three shots. You can't say as a certainty two shots. Is that not correct, Doctor? It is correct, although three shots is my feeling that I heard. That's why I said two to three in the statement. I understand feeling today, and I understand the state's case, Doctor. But what I also do understand, that one day after the incident and one month after the incident, you could not say three shots. You could not be definite. All you could get yourself to do was to say approximately two to three shots. That tells me that whatever way you see it, that there was already then, at two occasions, when you wanted to work with the police, wanted to give them full details as possible, you could not be sure about the number of noises you heard. Would that be unfair? It would be fair to say that. Yes. Doctor, returning to what you say that Subsequently, after some time delay, whatever that is, that's after the second noises that you heard screaming, help, help, help. That's correct. You, where did you hear that screaming coming from? In, from which direction I heard it? Do you mean from which direction that's I heard it? Um, I heard it also from the row of houses opposite us. Because 
Maybe you can explain it. Do you mean by that it came from the same direction where you had heard the screaming, the previous screaming from? It did. It came from the same direction, maybe slightly more to the left. Slightly more to the left. That's right. And, and your memory of this case is just, according to you, quite good. The events there. I think so, yes. I was just... And I don't know if anything turns on this, Doctor. But I was just intrigued when I looked at your evidence where you said the subsequent screaming, help, 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 actually sounded much more to the left. Not slightly, but does it matter? Maybe you forgot what you said yesterday. But I was trying to understand what you meant by much more to the left. To the left from where? As I was standing on the balcony, the bathroom window would be basically in line with my, my um, point of view, my line of sight. And the help, help, help sounded more to the left of that line of sight. Now, when you said much more to the left, where would that have been? point is, it was to the left of what I had the initial screams to be. Where was your wife at that time? She was inside the bedroom. And you were on the balcony? Yes. Yes, Mr. Nell? As a court business, my lady. Dr. Stipp, counsel indicated to you that he was now giving you the accused version. You remember that? That's correct, yes. But what he did was only one small portion. So I'll do now and give you the version as I understand it and see if it's possible as far as you're concerned. We listen to it. And I'll start with his shots. His shots. He said, I fired four shots in... Uh, let me say, I fired four shots. I then retreated. I walked back to a bedroom. You're following I do. I looked around to see if I could find the deceased. I couldn't find her anyway. I went back. Only then did I realize she was dead. And if he shouted anxiously, it must have happened. No, that is not the version. Maybe, must maybe careful. Look at the shouting for the intruders to get out and so on. It's, it's not I do apologize. I do apologize. It goes further, Dr. Step. It gets better. Before the shot. And then I, I, have, I have a difficulty with it's getting better. That's unfortunate. Dr. Stipp, it's getting better for the state. Yes, but you should have mentioned that. Yeah, well, it should have. You should have mentioned that. I should have. I apologize, my lady, to court. Yes. I should have mentioned it. Yes. Mr. Stipp, it's getting better for the state. Before the shots, the accused shouted to the deceased that he thought was in the room, to phone the police. Did you hear shots before the shots? I did not, know. But let's get to the shots because that's the important thing. Shots were fired. Just listen to this. The accused then retreated, walked back four to five meters to the bedroom. He's looking for the deceased. He couldn't find her anywhere. For some reason, he thought she might now be in the toilet. He walked back. When he got to the toilet and he found it was locked, 
then only could he have realized. Now that time frame, does that make sense on your version? Between the screams and the shots. Is it, is it the state's version, statement with respect, my lady, that he says that according to the state, Mr. Pistorius did not scream in that process? Yes, my lady, it's nowhere. That's what I'm saying. It's not in the bail application. It's not in the, um, for the particular, uh, not for the particulars, 115, plea explanation. It's nowhere that he did not scream after, that he screamed anxiously after the shots, my lady. Lady, as the state pointed out yesterday, the version will be that they were screaming. So maybe the state must pull it in, as I was forced yesterday to accommodate the state's version. It's just, just, I'd like to hear you again, Mr. Rook, so that I should understand. Lady, the state puts to the doctor that there was no screaming when the Mr. Pistorius moved back into the bedroom and before he entered the bathroom. So in the time when he was in the before bedroom, he before the he entered the bathroom again. Before he entered the bathroom after the shooting. That's what we object to. He cannot say that's the accused version, that there was no screaming. That's a good reason. I'll, I'll make it easier. So all we have is we have a statement in a bail application. We have a 115 plea explanation. So all I can work with at this stage is exactly that, and I will. Milady, will the court grant me, I have now to read through a statement, if you grant me just a moment. Yes, yes. Take your time. Johnson's very quick in getting this, I know. I'll read to you, um, and I think that's fair, from the bail application. Milady, that's now Exhibit D, page 65. Before I read this, and... Mr. Rue used the words fair and unfair. I don't want to. I ask, I'm going to ask you what you heard tonight. You said so, but I just want it again. It's our court's work. We just have to get it again. You woke up. Between the time that you woke up and that you heard the screams, how long was that? I cannot put it into seconds or minutes, but it was moments, um, definitely moments. And was it more than one, one scream? It was. It was more than one scream. And Mr. Rue also used the word fair and unfair in asking you to indicate to us how rapid or not the second shots were. But you were able to tell the court what you heard as far as that is concerned. Second shots, how quick in succession did it follow on each other? It followed quick on each other, in quick succession. Now, before I go to the bail application, you now know, it was put to you, that the second sound was in fact the, the accused that broke down a door with a cricket bat. That's correct. So my inference must be that every shot is the time that the bat would hit the door. That follows. Is it possible to wield the bat as quickly as you've heard the shots? Yes, In that quick Mr. succession... No, I, you'd have to speak a little louder. Uh, I apologise, my lady. Yes. Is it possible to wield the bat 
in that in the succession as you've heard the shots? Well, I wouldn't be able to do that because it was in very quick succession. Now, the accused said, page 65, lines 20, about 21, in fact. I fired shots at the toilet door and shouted to Riva to phone the police. She did not respond, and I moved backwards, out of the bathroom, keeping my eye on the bathroom entrance. Everything was pitch dark. Let's just go there. Could that be true? I saw light through the bathroom window. I see. But it goes further. And I was still too scared to switch on a light. Riva was not responding when I reached the bed, and I realized he was not in bed. That is when it dawned upon me that it could have been Riva who was in the toilet. I returned to the toilet calling her name. That, that time delay, but you have to think. I mean, we speculate. That would have been longer than the screams you've heard. It sounds like it could have been a few minutes. Okay. Thank you, Doctor. Well, with the court just grant me, I just have to go through my notes. Right. Just for completeness sake, I'll page through my notes. I always mark it if I have questions. <coughs> no, the, the rest have been covered, Mary. I have nothing further than that. Thank, thank you very much, Mr. Miller. Doctor, thank you very much for your assistance. You may be excused. Thank you, lady. Lady, I'm ready to call the next witness. It's, it's quarter to 11. May we take an early tea and then carry on after tea, my lady? Okay. If I could ask the court to perhaps adjourn now till five past 11. Till five past 11. Yes. Or, or later. <laughs> I just need time to get the witness here and okay. ready. I think we'll take more than you've asked for. Indeed, my lady, I, I have no problem with that. Okay. Court will adjourn. The latest on the Oscar Pistorius trial on Oscar Extra. We can proceed. Thank you. Yes, Ms. Thank you, my lady. You were busy answering. Okay, so. The first time Oscar and I ended our relationship was because, well, he was on a London trip. He was in New York at the time. Um, You'd have to speak a little louder. I missed the last word. (laughs) On his London trip, I think he was at New York that day, he had gone on a date with a lady called Anastasia. And that's when we ended our relationship the first time. The second time we ended our relationship was the 4th of November when he took Riva to the sports awards. I heard 4th of November, didn't hear the year. Sorry, my lady. The year, 4th of November? 2012. Thank you. At the time when he took Riva to the sports award, he said, your evidence that the two of you were on that day still in a relationship. We had not officially broken up at that time. What does it mean that you have not officially broken up? Um, About a week before the sports awards, we were in Sun City and we had a couple problems. And over that week, it was... There was a lot of commotion in our relationship. Um, 
so we were still together, but we just we were having problems. Can you remember sending him an email? Yes, I remember my email very clearly. Yes. And you still maintain, because we will get, if necessary, to that and other emails, do you still maintain that on the 4th of November 2012, you were in a relationship with Oscar Pistorius? Yes. Now... Where did you live at the time when you had this relationship I with was, Oscar Pistorius? I was living in Johannesburg in Damefern, my lady. And are you positive that you spent four nights a week with him? Yes, I'm positive, my lady. And can you tell us about the bedroom and specifically when the lights are off? Yes, I can. What is, what is the visibility? In the bedroom or the bathroom? In the bedroom. The bedroom, um, are you asking during the evening? During the evening when the lights are off? Um, during the evening when the lights are off, it's fairly dark because it's night. Um, Oscar used to keep his curtain open about that wide open because he used to train at 5 o'clock in the morning. Do you say... It's fairly dark, or would you say it's very dark? Um, I guess it depends what evening it is, my lady. Well, I'm just asking if you would ever have said to anyone that it would be very dark in that bedroom. My lady, would he be referring to the bedroom? Or the bathroom? I'm asking you about the bedroom. The bedroom. Um, if all the curtains were closed, then yes, it would be dark, my lady. Very dark. Is that right? Very dark. Um, well, dark. Did you see? There might have been some light come in some nights. Can you say what the positions were of the curtains that night of the incident? Can I say what the position? Yes. I was not there that night of the incident, my lady. Now, tell me about the screaming. <coughs> what was the situation? Was it an unhappiness between you and him and an unhappiness between him and some of your friends that caused the screaming? On something specific or in no, general? Just if it was an unhappiness or was, he th was his life threatened? His n no, his life was not threatened then. He would scream out of anger, my lady. So when you heard him screaming, it was out of anger, but not in situations where he perceived his life to be threatened? No, my lady. Is that a fair statement that I make to you? When yes. you said no, I think I understand what you mean. It means that 
you have not heard him screaming when he perceived his life to be threatened. No, my lady. We have a statement, one of disclosed by the state of Mr. Darren Fresco. And the only reason why I'm referring to that statement is to get a date when this alleged incident would have taken place. And I'm talking about a shot through the open sunroof. According to that statement, and see if it would accord with what you can remember, it was 30 September 2012. Would that make sense? I think so, yes. Would you mind, Mr. just to speak up a little bit? Sorry, I... of course, yes. And you spent time that day at the Vol River inter alia with Mr. Pistorius and these friends like Darren Fresco, Justin Navarres and Sam Gravenstein. Yes, my lady. Can you know, can you remember what time you left? I don't have recollection of the time we left. Would you remember if it was in the early afternoon, late afternoon, in the evening? From what I can remember, it must have been late afternoon. Can you remember where it was more or less that Mr. Fresco was pulled over by the traffic? My lady, I do not know that area, so I can't tell you more or less. I understand from the information that it had that it was more or less in the vicinity of Grasmere on the highway. Would that ring a bell? I don't know where Grasmere is. Can you say if it was on a highway or in a suburban area? I would not remember, my lady. So you don't even know if you were travelling at that time on the highway or that you would maybe travel on roads in the inner city? Or we were other parts of town. on our way home from the Val Dam. So it could have been a highway, it could have been a road, but I'm not sure, my lady. And how long after being pulled over was this firing of the shot? From what I remember, it was probably about 15 minutes after. Where did you go from, coming from the Val River, where did you go to? We went to a friend of Oscar to sign papers for guns, my lady. Where was that? I don't know where the house was, but I can tell you what the house looks like, my lady. Which area was that? I don't know the area. Was it in Pretoria? I don't think it was in Pretoria, but as I stated, I don't know the area. Was it in Santon? I don't know the area. But, but sure, Ms. Taylor, you can at least say it was in the northern suburbs, the Santon area, it was in the Pretoria area. Can you include or exclude any it of the It was... Two? In 
maybe a middle class area, perhaps close to the Val, my lady. Close to the, is your memory still close to the? Close to the Val area. If you say the Val area, meaning where the river is? Yes. So it was not far from the river? Um, well, we had, from the river, we'd probably travelled about 30 minutes before we got stopped. Thereafter, I reckon it was about 15 minutes, but I cannot say exact, my lady. This, and you say that Mr. Fresco was driving the car? Yes, my lady. The, uh, why I ask you that the state amended that specific charge put to Mr. Pistorius from the travelling to driving, that he was driving. So someone must have said to the state that Mr. Pistorius was driving the car at that time. On the way to the Val, Mr. Pistorius drove the car, and on the way back from the Val, Darren Fresco drove the car, my I lady. I understand that. I've looked at the statement of Mr. Fresco, and so far as it contains the truth. He says he was driving. So I'm trying to think who the other person would have been to, that would have told the state that Mr. Pistorius was driving causing the state to amend the charge to amend the word travelling that he was driving? Um, I don't know what the question is being asked, my so lady. So you say he was definitely not driving at the time, Mr Pistorius? No, he wasn't, mm -hmm. my lady. My lady, with the utmost respect, perhaps we have different indictments. The one I have, the amended indictment, count two clearly reads... In that honour, about 30 September 2010, and whilst travelling in a vehicle with other passengers on the public road district, did unlawfully discharge a firearm. It was amended in the charges. My lady will find you the place I asked Mr. Oldwich drew my attention to specific. Then we'll have to. Uh, I'll also check on the record what I read out. As far as I know, I read out travelling. May I find the place? I, uh, you would remember, and I know it's the wrong record, but I made the first transcript available to you of the defence, the running transcript. Um, I, I, unfortunately, I don't have it here. Lady, I can help the state because they would have a copy, and it is to help them, page five, where he says at page four. that there was an amendment to count two and he goes on and he says in page five I will then read it again in that on or about 30 September 2012 and whilst driving in a motor vehicle with other passengers. Now if he means by that that it was simply as a passenger then I will accept it. 
If it means that Mr. Pistorius was driving, then there's a confusion. You um, can correct. There's no confusion. The only confusion could be mine that I read it wrong, but I've now checked the indictment and it reads travelling. I've never meant that Mr. Pistorius was driving the vehicle at all. If it's on the charge, on the indictment, I'll go through the process of having it amended. But I would clearly state that it's never been our intention to say that Mr. Pistorius was driving the vehicle when a shot was fired through there. I accept that, my lady. It could have been when he used to were driving that it was intended for a different purpose. I accept that. Yes. Taylor. So, and after going to fill in the papers, what happened then? We went for dinner in Sanson, my lady. Can you remember where in Sandton? It was a burger place in, I think it's called Athol Square. And from there? And from there we went back to Justin Devaris's house where Oscar's car was parked. Do you know more or less what time it was by then? Um, no, I don't. Was it early? Was it late? Was it in the evening? That was the evening, my lady. And you go to where Oscar's car was parked and then? And then Oscar and I went home. Did you sleep with him that night? From what I remember, yes. But you do remember going home with him? Yes. I don't mean that you physically no, interact I, with him. I mean that you sleep over. Yeah, no, I know. I'm sorry. I'm... <laughs> I remember going home with him, um, whether I stayed at his house that night or whether he dropped me off at home, I don't remember, but I am sh pretty sure that I, I went back home with him. Is your memory of this event, is that good, Ms. Taylor? Can you really remember this incident? Yes, my lady. And... It would not be a case that he fired a shot out of anger. It was he was laughing. Sorry? It was not a case that he fired a shot out of anger. It rather seems that when he fired the shot, according to you, Mr. Fresco and Mr. Pistorius were laughing. Yes. It After... Oh, sorry. You, you can answer. After we left the policeman, um, Oscar was very angry at the time. Um, thereafter, they were joking around saying that they wanted to shoot a robot, and that's where they were laughing. You would, for instance, never ever have said that he fired a shot because of anger. That could not be you. Yes, that could have been me because he was angry at the police at the time, my lady. No, I'm, I'm talking about what precipitated the firing of the shot. If I listen to your evidence, we know he was angry after the incident of the policeman, according to your version. But then we know there's a next stage where they were joking, laughing when they fired a shot. So one thing we do know in your evidence as you sit there that 
the shot was not fired out of anger, but they were joking. The shots was fired because they were angry at the police, and they found it very funny to irritate the police, if that makes sense. Now, how would they have irritated the police? Because I remember it being shortly after we left the police. I understand that. How would the firing of the shot have irritated the police? I don't necessarily think that they were irritating the police. I think out of maybe out of spite after being stopped, it was towards the police, but, my lady. But you said you used the word irritate. And I'm trying to understand now what would have motivated Mr. Pistorius, according to your version, to fire the shot. The one can be because he's angry, the one can be because he's irritated, and the one can be because he's joking and laughing. Maybe you should ask the accused. I want to know about your observations, Ms. Taylor, because the accused does not admit this incident. Well, from my observations, he was angry at the police after being stopped. Thereafter, when they wanted to fire a shot, they found it funny. Before they fired the shot? Um, no, they fired the shot and then they laughed. So, so he did not laugh before he fired the shot, he only laughed after firing the shot? Yes. You positive about that? Yes, my lady. So it was not a question, a situation that they laughed and said that they wanted to shoot at a That would be wrong. They only laughed uh, afterwards. In a sense, it could be correct because they, how they went about it was, should we shoot the robot? Should we shoot out the roof? That is how it went down, so... Miss Taylor, let's get back to it. Okay. You can have different emotions. All I'm trying to find from you, what that emotion was that you observed before the firing of the shot. Now, you gave various versions, and I'm trying to find out which one must I rely on. Is it the one that he laughed before the shot? Is it the one that he laughed after the shot? Is it the one that he was angry? Or is it the one that he was that it because of to irritate the cops? So after we left the cops he was angry. Before he fired the shot he was obviously irritated from being stopped. He then joked around to fire a shot, and after he fired the shot, he laughed about it. Now, Ms. Taylor, you say that you went somewhere for him to fill in papers. 
relevant to a firearm. Then you went to Ethel to have dinner. And then you went home. He either dropped you off or you went to his house. Or did you go to his house and he may have dropped you off later? Um, no, he would have dropped me off at home or he would have, we would have gone home together and stayed at his house. But you are positive that from Mr. DeVaris's house the two of you left together? Yes. That you know at least as a fact? Yes, my lady. And that helps you when you look at the overall picture back to remember to place this incident, that's one thing that, that you can rely on. How that evening, not ultimately stopped, but at least that you know you were together uh, after leaving the place of Mr. DeVaris. Yes. Sure, sure. Yes. Very I'm, positive. I'm pretty sure. Yes. I don't remember being fetched from Mr. DeVaris, so Oscar must have dropped me off somewhere. Well, is it must have? Because earlier, one thing I could understand from your evidence is that you were at least positive that the two of you left together. Yes, I'm pretty sure that we left Justin's house together. Can you really remember that day? Can I remember the day? The 30th of September. Yes, I remember him shooting out the gun very, very clearly. Do you know that Mr. Pistorius was playing the next day, the 1st of October, in, at St. Andrews in Scotland, on the 1st of October? Can you remember something like that? I'm not aware of that. I do remember that both of our suitcases were in the back of the car. You did not go with him? I did not go with him, no. I'm just trying to work out on your version that you leave together and him playing golf at St Andrews the next day. Okay. Can you help us there? Well then he must have dropped me off at home when we left the house. And be in time to fly overseas. I don't know what you're asking. Yes. Well let's look at it again. Can you remember if Mr. Fresco was driving on that day fast, or was he driving the average speed, or was he driving slowly? He was Mr. Fresco. Yes, because you said he was the driver. Yes, he was driving fast. Do you know if it was very fast or just... Very fast. Was he stopped because of it? Yes. And what happened then? Um, as I stated, when... He got stopped by police on the way home from the ball. The policeman asked him to get out of the car. Oscar had left his gun on the seat. The policeman cocked the gun because he, he said it was not allowed to be on the seat. And thereafter they found the bullets, they put the gun back together and we drove away. And it was not too long after that that he fired a shot? Yes. Were you sitting behind Mr. Pistorius that day or behind Mr. Fresco? Behind Mr. Pistorius. 
Ma'am, I'm coming back to this. You're correct, and I'm going to the sleeping. You're correct that where he normally slept was on the right side. Yes. Do you know, if you know, that shortly before this incident he was receiving treatment for his shoulder what that caused him to sleep on the left side of the bed because of the injury? Before which? Before, before the 13th, that evening of the 13th of February, shortly before. I would not know about any of that. Yes. The state would have all the photos. We have a photo with him with bandage or the strap on his shoulder. The state made available WhatsApp messages where he was complaining about the shoulder. So what I put to you, although it is so that he generally slept on the right side, as you explained it, of the bed, that that day of the 13th of February and the day before, he slept on the left side. Can you say anything about it? I was not there that yes. night, so I cannot say anything about that, my lady. Do you know, and surely you should know this, that what Mr. Pistorius always did with his legs, he wanted them to be ventilated? By meaning? He wanted fresh air on them. He would put fans on them, or when he can put them outside, he would do that or near a door. Not that I can recall, my lady. You say you cannot recall. Do you say it's not so? I don't think I saw him ventilating his legs, my yes. lady. You don't think, but you're not sure. Yeah. You're not sure. I'm not sure. Yes. And uh, when he does not have the prosthesis on him, or did not in your case. What was his mobility? Um, sorry, please repeat. Could he walk well without the prosthesis on? Meaning on his stumps, my lady. Yes. Um, he could walk on his stumps, but he often balanced against something. So because he had a difficulty in balancing himself? Yes. He was a person very scared that he could be attacked. And he was very conscious about it. Is that a question? Yes. Um, not necessarily. Why? I think, I mean, the fact that he, he carried a gun with him for safety reasons means that he was aware of what he could face, but I don't think he was scared. Could you remember in April 2002, uh, 2012, when you were pursued, the two of you, by a white C-class Mercedes, and he had to jump out of the car near the security gate where he lived? 
Yes, I do recall that. What although game did you recall? I recall it being a black BMW. But you can talk about it. Maybe it's another incident as well. Tell me about the black BMW. Um, when we arrived at his estate, he jumped out of the car with his gun and um, held it to some someone's window, and then they drove away. Yeah, There's a car following him. Yes. And both of you were very concerned, very scared. He didn't seem very concerned, my lady. Were you scared? Um, I didn't really seem too concerned either. Were you not concerned that a car was following you? No. Didn't, you don't, didn't care about it at all? I didn't feel like I was in fear, if Why that's not? what they're asking. Why not? I don't know. The telephones, did he always take them to bed or most of the times? I mean the cell phones. The cell phones, my lady. The cell um, His work cell phone he would leave in the kitchen, my lady, and his personal cell phone he would take to bed with him. Always? Always. Every time? Every single night. What Mr. Pistorius will say is most of the times he would do it, but not always. Sometimes the telephone would be in his bedroom, but not necessarily next to his bed. Um, no, I think he kept it next to his bed. That's, that's the interesting answer, I think. So there's okay. uncertainty, otherwise you I mean, would have said as a fact. If he went to the bathroom, he would take his phone with him to the bathroom. If he went out of the room to maybe the kitchen, he would take his cell phone with him. He kept his cell phone wherever he went. So if he was in bed, he had his cell phone with him in bed. I'm talking about the previous answer when I asked you, and you say, you think, which tells me in itself that although you believe that's what he always did, there's some uncertainty. It could not have been always. It is the general approach by him, but not an absolute rule. How else would you explain the thing? Well, he charged his phone next to his bed, so every night he needed to charge the phone, and that is where he charged it. So every night he had his phone next to his bed. Yeah, so his phone needed charging every night. He, did yes. nev he never charged it during the day? Um, sometimes in his car for five minutes. Can you... Mr. Pistorius will say to the court where he kept his firearm at night would be if he's with other... not at his residence, he would put it with his legs but at his house, he put it underneath his bed where he's sleeping, on the side that he's sleeping. Mr. Pastorius never kept his firearm under his bed, my lady. Never or never when you were there? Never when I was there. Well, that's a dispute. He will come and give evidence about it and explain where he kept it. <coughs> he did not use his cell phone every night in bed? Um, he would use his cell phone at least 
four, five times in bed. Four, five times yeah. a week. Is that well, no, less, no, in bed, during the night. Every night? Every night. I stayed there, yes. So it would every night would, of, would often now become every night? Yes. He so. used his... If we were in bed together, he would have used his phone during the night. What do you mean? He would have used his phone. Sorry? Did he use his phone or would have used his phone? He did use his phone, my lady. If you tell a court that he often used his cell phone during the night, would that be incorrect? He did it every night. Every night that I was in bed with him... Why then, if that is correct, in your evidence in chief, you said he often used his cell phone during the night. With the utmost respect, my lady, it's semantics. Uh, Every night is often. I mean, often is every night. So it includes every night. doesn't not exclude every night. So it's an unfair question, object. Maybe it's a language lesson that I don't understand because it's not true. Well, I, I, I also have the same opinion with Mr. Nell. My lady often means... Often can mean... Frequently. Five times, four times. I agree, my lady. Yes. I, I fully agree, but not every night. If you want to say every night, it's really easy to say that. If you say often, what you don't say is that it's every time. It means it's... it's, it's, it's well, I, I would agree with you if you had asked, what do you mean by often? What la- I will, can I follow? What language do you speak? English. And often, what does it mean to you? Often means a lot of times, my lady. I'm satisfied with that. A lot of times, not always, a lot of times. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So what you say to the court, that he didn't do it always, but a lot of times he did it. Every single night that I was in bed with him, he would have used his phone, my lady. Any reason? I will argue that, don't worry, David. Taylor, how did you feel about the breakup with Mr. Pistorius? Did you... In November. Well, the last time we have some dispute that we'll come back to when it was. But how did you feel the last time? How did you feel about the breakup? I was upset, my lady. You were upset with him? <laughs> Do you want a short adjournment? Take another shot of that. <laughs> Legend for five, ten minutes. <laughs>
did anticipate that this is what would be happening. Um, and let me go to some of the, S- the emails that have come through. Thank you for those emails. David at 702.co.za. Uh, from Linda. Linda says, my dad was an attorney. I'm fairly familiar with the terms. What I think might, she writes in capital letters, have happened is that they fought about a text she got on her phone. He's known to be jealous, possessive. Maybe they fought. He lost his temper. As previously mentioned, he grabbed her phone and ran away. He lost his temper when she locked the door. Couldn't get in. He fired the shot. Couldn't get in. So he broke the door down with the bat, then realized what he had done and tried to cover it all up. Who knows? But either way, he's in trouble for firing into the door, even if he thought it was an intruder. Very interesting. Uh, Well, we'll... I think the cell phone evidence is is now so crucial. Um, we and we know that the uh, the forensics experts, the police, have gone over to the United States to Apple in California to go and unlock what was happening there. Um, we don't know about the forensics on Riva Steenkamp's phone, but interestingly, we don't have. Um, there was always this question about her receiving a, a text from Francois Hochart, but um, our understanding is that he's not even called as a state witness, so that might not be the case. But the, I, I know it's a it's a it, it's been part of the popular narrative prior to the trial starting. We'd have to wait and see if the the issue of something being provoked on a cell phone um, was an issue here. Uh, Devereaux says. Am I the only one? Normally, if you started a sentence, an email or an SMS with them, are I the only one who finds something that the answer, the chances are the answer is no, you're not. Uh, am I the only one who finds it extremely bizarre that moments after the shots at 317, Mr. Stunder and his daughter, where does this man live? Because he must have been asleep at that time of the night and then woken up by a possible call from Oscar Pistorius and then still get in his car and drive to Oscar Pistorius's house, was already at Oscar Pistorius's house and was standing outside leading casually against the BMW. Uh, don't recall evidence of him leaning casually, but anyway, let me. it's irrelevant, I suppose. Busy with a cell phone, and please note, not the ambulance people, or did not even speak to the doctor when he arrived, but just gestured him towards the front door. Why would Mr. Stunder just let a basic stranger enter the house while well, knowing what's to be found then? Why did Mr. Stunder not immediately call for an ambulance? Who was he rather on the phone with? We, I wonder if Mr. Stunder at some stage is going to be called as a witness to explain, uh, so we can put that his existence and he does sound important doesn't he because he was he he, he, seemed, he was the first person called by Oscar Pistorius and he was the first person on the scene one uh, anticipates so yes we'd, we'd have to we don't know the answers to that one Devereaux we'd need that explained and we anticipate that Mr. Stunder is important and would be called Buyele says sound forensics have been conducted already I'm not sure if they will be presented in court or not I'm sure they will have to be there's so much of the defense's case that hinges on the sounds of things, what sounds like gunshots, what sounds like uh, a, a cricket bat on a door, what sounds like a man, what sounds like a woman, and the distances over which sound carries, the the way in which sound might penetrate um, or, or, or not penetrate a, a closed window, a confined space like the bathroom. There is so much... In this, in the defence's case, as we get more and more of that evidence, as Barry Rue says, this uh, the the accused's version will be, and then he explains in a little bit of detail, not much because he's obviously not substantiating it through expert testimony. But we will hear, I'm sure, at some stage about the sounds, and they will both have done their sounds. 
I, I anticipate. Uh, we know that forensic experts are to be called, and whether they are forensics experts in sound, then uh, we, we await that with interest. And we might find that we've got two sets of experts giving conflicting evidence, and then it's up to the judge to decide which one is the is the credible one. Um, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked here. Well, not sidetracked. I must go back to the Bouyelez email. One of the witnesses mentioned they heard the gunshots again this year on 21st of February about the same time of the incident when it happened last year, then confirmed that forensics were conducted. Yeah, we 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 did hear that. Thank you, Buyele, for that. Um, Tukela says, I think that Barry is grasping at straws with the notion that Oscar screams like a lady. No, uh, that's not grasping at straws. That's an important point in the state's, in the defense case, Tukela. Uh, he, he needs to position Oscar in certain places at certain times and give a time reference um, he needs because he, he, he wants to say that there was no argument and what the witnesses are saying is that they were screaming at each other they were screaming so he needs to be able to say well the screams you heard were not hers so it's not grasping at straws he he needs to, to establish that unless of course you're saying that he's not going to be able to prove it well we'll have to see that later down the line I don't think that is possible well he thinks it's possible. We we have to wait to see. Um, the the witnesses are adamant that they can tell the difference. And you heard Samantha Taylor as well saying he doesn't scream like a, a woman when he's um, when he's anxious. But you see where Barry Rue started to get into that, um, and I would imagine he's going to go back to this because I don't think he's established it that she has never heard him screaming when his life is in danger. He's got that, he's, he's mentioned it once to her, and I wonder, will he emphasize that particular point? It is something he will want to try and ascertain that you, he will want the judge to say, well, I can't accept that evidence because she has never heard him in the situation of a life-threatening position or having shot a person and is now so highly agitated. Um, he will try to say that these are different scenarios. Um, Dr. Stiff was stiff uh, to Keller, not stiff. In fact, he was far from stiff. Uh, he was good today. I think he was. I thought he was a very good witness. Uh, I think both the state and defense got a proper standing from his statement. He says the lights were on. Whoa, this is a big one, I think, the lights being on. Oscar's version, he's in the dark. Barry blames the frosted glass window. Um, I hope Nell can stop being the soft. No, you've got to understand, I keep seeing this. To Keller, Gary Nell cannot be aggressive with his witnesses he is he is leading his witnesses they are his witnesses this is evidence in chief he may not be aggressive towards his witnesses unless in certain circumstances they declared hostile witnesses but i see so often people are misunderstanding the way barry rue asks questions and the way Dell asks questions and saying well nell is a puppy and that he's being soft he's not being soft wait until it's the other way around and Harry nell starts becoming the cross examiner which doesn't mean he examines crossly it means that he then becomes aggressive and he challenges you may not when you lead your own witness you may not challenge and badger and and cajole you have to it's really the case of you nudge them uh, forward tell me what happened next and then what happened and then what happened and tell me this they you get them to tell a story so please understand to keller when you say nell must stop being soft he's not being soft he is being a proper prosecutor uh, to keller's argument is i feel he has most facts than barry barry is just loud and forces his facts you know, again it's it's mistaking the roles here 
it it's one one man giving his his case and this in this instance it's the state's case and another man challenging the state's case he's not forcing his facts his facts are going to come out when he presents his case the defense case so you've got to understand the roles that they're playing at the moment one leading evidence one countering it the roles will be reversed when the defense presents its case court has resumed after that breakdown again by Samantha Taylor. That would be correct? Yes. Is it not so that you sent him an email, well, two emails, admitting to cheating on him and you apologised to him? I have never admitted to cheating on Oscar. However, I have admitted in my emails my relationship with Quinton. Could you repeat that? I could not hear. I did not cheat on Oscar. There was an altercation with a man that I was seeing after we had ended our relationship the first time, which is on email, my lady. Did you go with this man to Dubai? Yes, I did, my lady. Was there a relationship between you? Between Quinton and I? Yes. yes, there was a relationship. And that was at the time when Mr. Pistorius was at the Olympic, in, I think in London. Yes, my lady. You'd have to speak a little louder. Mr. Pistorius is the one who drove the black BMW and the car that followed him was a white Mercedes. When was this, my lady? You remember that I referred to incident when he was followed by a car? He, had, he was driving the black BMW and the car behind him was a white Mercedes. I'm sorry, I don't recall what you're talking about. You remember I said it was a car following a white Mercedes and you said you recall it to be a black BMW. No, I recall a black BMW following our car. Yes, what I put to you, Staylor is... And this is what Mr Pistorius will say. He was in fact in a black BMW... And the car that followed him was a white Mercedes. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, my lady. I'm sorry, I don't know. You, you remember a black car following. He said it was a white car and he was in the black car. Was this the incident at his security gate? When he stopped at the security gate, he had phoned. Let me explain to you if it will okay. help you. On the way, he phoned security to tell them about it. He jumped out of the car and moved away from the car. I don't remember him phoning the security, my lady. I remember when we were driving down the road, he noticed that there was a car behind him following him. And when we stopped at the gate, he jumped out the car and went to the window and they drove away. He said he moved away from the car. He moved away from your car and that car. He had his firearm and then the car drove away. Sorry, I'm confused at the moment, my lady. What, what? Can you... He says that he called the security to tell them there was a problem. He then jumped out of the car to move away f- from the car to take them away from you that they don't focus on you if it was him, but he did not go to their car. He, no, he did go to the car. The... Um, 
also says that it was one occasion that you were indeed with him when he had signed papers for in, in respect of firearms, and that was in Pretoria. Can you remember that? Um, was that at the restaurant? No, he says it was only one occasion that you went with him in Pretoria. Can you remember if you were with him in Pretoria where he signed papers for firearms? I remember two occasions where he was looking at a firearm in Pretoria. Where he signed those papers, I can't remember the location. I remember the house. I remember everything about the house and the dogs. I don't remember the location. And he says that he did not fire a shot through the sunroof of a car as you testified in your evidence. Says it did not happen. I can clearly say that he shot through the sunroof of a car. What you do not know, let's just understand it, you don't know where it was, the location, but that it was not too far from the Fall River. It was on our journey from the Vol River to signing his friends, to signing his papers at his friend's house, to going for dinner for burgers. It was during that time. I can't recall the exact location where it happened. Thank you, my lady. I have no further questions to this witness. Thank you. <coughs> yes, Mr. Nair. As a good business, my lady. Madam, you never. The accused scream whilst his life was in danger. You said so. Is that correct? Just you have to. Sorry. Sorry, uh, can you repeat that? Uh, you said that you've never heard the accused, Mr. Pistorius, scream whilst his life was in danger. No, no. But whilst he was angry? Whilst he was angry, yes. How angry? Extremely angry. What do you mean with extremely angry? He he reenacted something that happened to me. So he reenacted it, and during that he he shot. Yes. Now it's interesting that this black BMW. Incident is interesting. Let's get more detail. Tell us what happened. On our way home mm -hmm. one night, we were driving through with a long road by his house, Silver Lakes Road, I'm guessing. Okay. Okay. As on, on, on route to his house. Yes, on route to his house. Um, as we arrived at his house at the main gate, he noticed that someone had followed him and come behind him. So he jumped out of the car with his gun and put it to the window and that car drove away. Now, you, you saw him with his gun? Yes. The accused with his gun? Yes. And he put it to, to which window of that car? I don't know. I was sitting in the car at the time and I can just, from where I was sitting, I turned and I could see that he had the gun. He put it to the window and... So I can't recall which side. So he went to the car? Yes. Okay. Now, 
on what I understand, he was he wanted the court to believe that he wanted to protect you. So he got out of the car and ran to the side. Did that ever happen? No. No, my lady. My lady, I'm going to ask questions and if it amounts to uh, new evidence, my lady, I apologise and ask permission to... You would know beforehand whether it amounts to new evidence. My lady, I expect an argument. (laughs) And so I, I just want to make sure that if I ask the next questions... No, you have to make up your mind. If you want... It, it may be new evidence, may I leave that. I apologise that I haven't. I ask permission. If Mr. Rue wants to cross-examine, I won't have any issue. Yes. You may go ahead. Yeah. My lady, I just want the fetal then, of course, subject to the order. If, if it was withheld... Pardon? If it was withheld deliberately, it's very different. I, I'm not sure I get the impression that he knew about it, but chose not to ask it. And now after cross-examination wants to introduce it, then I have a difficulty, my lady. You, you can't do that. To wait for cross-examination again then in the second instalment. So I want the state to tell the court that he did not deliberately hold it back, he forgot about it. And now it came out. I'll do it gladly, my lady, because that's the truth. I forgot. I can do no better than that. I can apologise, and that's all I can do, but I forgot. Yes. And, and more so, I informed counsel before the time that I'm going to lead evidence on this specific issue. And when I did it, I forgot. As a good piece. Madam? You may proceed. Thank you. Now, the accused version about the, 40, the 14th of February is that he thought there was intruder in the house. Yes. Now... Can you repeat that? That the accused version of the incident on the 14th of February 2013 is he thought there was an intruder in the house. Now, whilst you were there at his house, was there also an occasion when he thought that there were intruders in his house? There was one occasion. Must I explain? Yes, please tell the court right there was one occasion where something hit the bathroom window and Oscar woke me up and asked me if I had heard it. And I said it must have just been from the storm. There was a storm that night. And so he got up with his gun and he walked out of the room. And then I heard his friend, his friend Matthew at the time that was staying at his house with him. He also walked out the room and I didn't hear what was going on outside, but I guess everything was fine after that. But he woke you up? Yes, he woke me up. Was that the only occasion or were there other occasions? Um, There was probably one or two occasions where he woke me up to ask me if I had heard something, my lady. Now, do you know of any occasion where he would tell you the next morning that he got up and he looked that he was looking for intruders without waking you up? No, my lady. Thank you, my lady. That was the only point, and I forgot. Thank you. Yes, Mr. Rue? I have no questions. Thank no you, my question. Ms. Taylor, yes, thank you very lady. much for your assistance. Thank you so much. You may be excused. Thank you.
May it please the court and lady, may we take an early lunch like we did every day because of me, my lady, but uh, may we perhaps take an early lunch? We'll take our one-hour lunch. As a court, please. Court will adjourn.